Talking blended families, the process of forming a blended family can be both a rewarding and challenging experience. While parents are likely to approach a new family with great joy and expectations, your kids or your new partner's kids may not be nearly as excited. They'll likely feel uncertain about the upcoming changes and how they will affect relationships with their natural parents. They'll also be worried about living with new step-siblings whom they may not know well, or worse, ones they may not even like. While blending families is really easy, you can develop a close bond with your new stepchildren. This is according to Help Guide. But let's talk to Paula Quincy, our relationship expert and author, joining us now. Paula, thanks for making time. Happy Thursday. Happy Diwali. Thanks, Asanda. Morning to you and the listeners, too. Okay, so... I, I think we should start with children, right? When we talk about blended families, I think uh, adults can adjust as well and be the ones that set the tone and foundation. So I would think the more focus should be on how children need to navigate through this and how things are made easier for them. So we're saying that they're likely to feel uncertain, but what else could be an issue when it comes to children in blended families? Absolutely. You know, especially the age of of the child, because that does play a large role. The younger the child, the less emotional maturity and emotional context they have to really grasp an understanding of what's going on. And, you know, children look to parents to lead by example and, and they model parents' behavior. So besides feeling uncertain, you know, they, they could be um, a very real fear that, um you know, that someone's coming in, the strange person is coming in to take their mommy or their daddy away from them. Um, they, it's, it's also around feeling that um, there could be some resentment as well based on that. Um, also, if there are other children coming in from the other partner's side and now you've got, you know, trying to blend two households together and trying to create some sort of stability when it comes to rules and, um, you know, how everybody behaves and conducts themselves in the household so that it feels like one family unit. And it would be challenging because to say let's do this before the time that the kids actually have to be in one household is not necessarily realistic because with your partner, how do you know you're going to get married and live in one household? Absolutely. And, you know, this is always a debate around, you know, how soon do you introduce your new partner to your children? Again, age dependent. Um, You know, a lot of people want to wait until they're really sure that the relationship is going to go somewhere first before they start, you know, mixing families and, um, you know, spending time together and doing things together to start getting everybody used to each other and, and building that connection and that bond between each other. So would you advise then that those who have decided they want to live together and get married should maybe be engaged for a longer period to allow for the children to get familiar? Not necessarily. I think it's the approach that both partners take in terms of creating that stable foundation for the children. So, you know, having some of those serious or I call it courageous conversations up front in terms of, you know, how are we going to blend our families, um, parenting styles, routines, how are we going to manage external parties in terms of the ex-husband or ex-wife, because they are always going to be a part of the child's life and therefore your life as well. So it's really sitting down and and between the two of you, how are you going to manage those situations? Um, Because that will present the the way or lead the way for the children to follow as well. 
So uh, you're talking of that foundation. When that has been established and put in place by the two adults involved, and then there still are conflicts that result thereafter, how should those be dealt with? So it's important for both partners to sit down and, ma and manage the situation together because what this does is it shows the children that there is a united front, that both partners on the, are on the same page and they are aligned and they back each other because if they don't present that united front, kids will be able to, to see that there's a disconnect and they will try and play one parent against the other and that can lead to a toxic environment. Mm. At the same time, the parents also are adjusting. So what are the tips that you would give then? As you mentioned that um, the partners will be dealing with ex-partners as well in the dynamic who will want to also have access to the children. What should be part of the foundation that is going to be healthy there? So I think the, the first most important thing is as the new blended family to really sit down and, and discuss and establish what is the kind of lifestyle and family environment that you would like to create as a blended family. And once you're very clear on that, depending on the relationship that you have with the ex-partners, to be able to sit down with the ex-partners and and say, you know, this is how we're going to be raising the kids in our household. This is the kind of routine that we're trying to establish. Where possible, we'd like to align schedules so that there is that stability, that when the child goes from one household to the other, there is stability, there's routine, there's familiarity. Because what can end up happening then is the child will also play the ex-partner against the current partner or partners. And often this is where, you know, the, the ex-partner is seen as the cool mom with a cool dad because when we go to mom's house or dad's house we get to do this and we can't do it here mm. and then how does one make that competition healthy because it does happen it does happen and that's you know understanding that you're never going to be able to agree and align your schedules and your households and your views 100 so you're going to have to be flexible and adaptable when it comes to certain things and then also explaining to the child you know in terms of Yes, you might be able to do that at mom's house, but this is our house and this is how we behave. Well, these are our house house rules. And when you're here, this is how we will be conducting ourselves. So, you know, from a, a discipline point of view, from a routine point of view, and also being able to really tap into the kids and hear their view and where they're coming from and what's going on for them as well. Because kids don't know how to express themselves emotionally and therefore they often act out their emotions as well. How do we create a sensitivity then on this scenario where one of the partners is coming in the relationship without children while the other is the one with children? So on the partner without kids, to be sensitive, to observe exactly what you say, that children don't handle emotions so well, they act out and not take things personally when they do. Yeah, and you know, this is where um, the the partner with the children, it's important for them to create that space for that new partner with our children. Understanding that, you know, from a parenting style, they haven't necessarily had that experience or that exposure, but also understanding that that person is going to be playing a guiding role in your child's life. You know, so if you're not there, if you're away on business, for example, that partner now becomes the guardian and the parent parental figure in the household. And so it's really around allowing each person to spend time um, with the kids individually to build that relationship and that connection, but also collectively as a family unit as well. And, and 
understanding that the partner that's coming in without the kids is that it's a package deal and the kids are going to be a part of your life. And so learning to, you know, be flexible in that um, children are in the house, the children is going to be, that house is going to be messy, potentially, um, your routine is going to be dictated by children. And therefore, it's going to be an adjustment on both sides. And it's going to take time um, for that to, to settle in and to happen. So give us a, a practical example. I'm putting myself in the shoes of, let's say, obviously, I'm a woman. I'm coming into a situation without children. My partner has two or three. One of the kids in the times that my husband is not there or fiance says to me, you're not my mother. What should I say? Yeah, and this does happen. And this is, you know, obviously understanding where the child is coming from. So it would be sitting down with that child and saying, you know, yes, I understand that I'm not your mother. Nobody will ever replace your mom. You only ever have one mom. But I'm here for you as well if you need. And while, you know, I'm in this, you know, while we're in this household together, we are a family. And also depending age appropriate, you know, I'm the adult in the house. And while I'm here, unfortunately, you know, we have to work together on this. So you you can, you know, how we can work together is having a conversation and hearing where the child is coming from and what's going on for the child. But at the same time, the child also needs to understand and respect the adult in the household. Mm. Okay, the ushering of two kids now. Uh, okay, let me say ushering as if they get bought in a, a supermarket or whatever. <laughs> but the birth of new children then in the dynamics. So say I come with two, he's come with his one or three, and we now want one more child and we have a baby or two more. How should that be navigated? So it's important to to sit down with the children and say, you know, that they're going to be a new, they're going to have a new brother or a new sister, but that is not going to change anything because it doesn't mean that you're going to love them any less, um, you know, and it's important not, not to to create that them and us scenario between, you know, your children, my children versus our children, mm. because that just creates instability in the household and to really take them on the journey with you as part of the birth um, and the pregnancy of the child, you know, so, you know, going to the hospital, seeing the scans, getting them involved in the naming of the child, those kind of things. So they really feel a part of it and involved in the process as well. Okay, your final thoughts on this? Uh, I don't know if we haven't touched on anything. So I think it's most most important is that, you know, parent, uh, children take the lead from the parents um, in that are in the relationship. And it's therefore it's important to be able to sit down and hear their voices and hear their concerns and take that into account, um, you know, because that helps them feel that what they have to say and, and what they're feeling is important and it's being it's being heard and it's being acknowledged. And being able to create that safe space where you can have those honest conversations with each other. And it's okay for parents or adults to say to the kids, you know, we're in this together, we're going to make mistakes, and but we're going to work at it. And that's what being a family is all about. All right. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much. Please do share your digital footprint as well for those who want to get in touch with you. You can find me on all the social media platforms, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on my website, which is paulaquinzy.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Paula. Always great chatting to you. Happy Thursday. Thanks, and you and the listeners. All right, Paula Quincy, relationship expert and author, talking blended families. Uh, is there anything that's easy in life, eh? Yay, yay, yay.